Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Welcome to Nightlight. I have Ken Quiet-Hawk to thank for that amazing intro. His voice has never ceased to just make me feel mellow and extraordinarily important. Tonight we've got a treat for us. We have medium Renee Richards with us. And um, she is what I would call a seasoned spiritual counselor. Um, She does do psychic and medium stuff, but she also is a philosopher. And she is a counselor and she draws on ancient wisdoms as well as cosmic inspiration and We don't often get a chance to just sit and talk philosophy, so that's what we're doing this evening. I hate to disappoint any of you who were thinking of calling in for readings, but this is not a reading show. So please sit back and and enjoy the talk, because to be honest with you, when you get two people together that have been in the field as long as she and I, um, every now and then... We surprised you by proving that we actually have brains. So welcome, Renee. I'm so glad you could be here tonight. (laughs) Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for having me. And I'm delighted to be here. I love your intro, by the way. Isn't that wonderful? His voice. It is. And and if if you looked at him, he's really, he's not, you know, when you hear the voice, you think of somebody thunderous and huge football player-ish like, and he's not. But but his voice is just so resonant. I when when I was looking around for somebody to to read the intro, lots of people offered, but nobody had his voice. So I pulled him out of retirement, literally. <laughs> it is a big voice, and you know, voices are very important. As you know, you could feel that uh, energy that he had in that depth, um, and there is something about a voice and a vibration that is so calming, and we're attracted to. Um, How many people come to you and say, well, I saw your picture or I heard your voice and that attracts them to you. And that's how you you end up either teaching them or giving them readings or connecting in some way, because that part 
is is part of our vibration coming through us and so i just love that i think it's um such a a different but yet so common way of connecting with people is through a voice i guess it's the same thing like with music or um uh, someone singing that tone, you know, that you, someone would resonate with so much that it would just open them up, you know, and you can really feel it. Yeah, I, I know he and his wife are Native Native American storytellers. And, you know, frankly, I would listen to him just talk. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right. He has, he has a resonant vibration that just hits you to the very core of your being. And, there are people that, well, you know, with, with silent movies, a lot of the actors weren't able to make the transition from silent movies to talkies because their voices were so abrasive. Right. So <laughs> that, That's true. <laughs> oh, I think back, um, I think I saw a special on that where they were talking about uh, they couldn't use one actor or actress be- specifically because of their voice. They did not sound how they look, you know, how they presented themselves. And so, yes, that's true. And I think it's so important. Um, and that's you know, our throat chakra is so important for communication and what comes through it and that vibration. And that it's just another way to connect in too, I think. We have so many ways of connecting in, which is wonderful. Well, and, and everybody has their own modality. And I, I know I have found that I adore radio. First of all, I don't have to get dressed up and I don't have to wear makeup and I don't have to worry about my hair. I can just talk. And it may, it, it, it makes me feel as though I'm in, 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 in a universe unto myself and my voice is just radiating out there and wherever it's supposed to be, it goes. And uh, it's really, it's kind of exciting because every now and then I'll be someplace and somebody will say, Oh, wait a minute, my mother listens to you on the radio. And it's it's kind of like, wow. <laughs> you know, this is my voice. I've had it all my life. And, and to be honest with you, I think like everybody, I don't think it's anything exceptional. But, but I have found that, especially with meditations, people feel um, a sense of... Um, I don't know. I'm able to leave med- lead meditations and people seem to get to, they go to places and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's not a screechy voice. So it's, it's a calm, right. trusting voice, I guess. Um, <laughs> I can verify that it is because um, <laughs> I do do meditations with you that you do over blog talk. And so um, it is very comforting. And I think a lot of that is that you're carrying that really, divine feminine and I feel secure with it you know I just feel very comfortable so when I I hear your voice I I I feel like I can trust it Uh (laughs) that's a good thing that's a very good thing I you know Renee is mentioning of course the star points project that that I'm doing with Bill Brown and it's it's funny because if you listen to the same person for any length of time in meditation, it's it, it's really it's a cool thing. It's almost like hypnosis because when they start in, you immediately go to that place inside of yourself and you're ready to travel. So that um, you know, doing this once a week for 15, 20 minutes, everybody and and we've got over forty people now that are in the group. 
So um, it's, it, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger, which is great for radio because, of course, we can fit as many people as we need to into the group. But right. um, it really is, it has been an exciting experience. I, I did uh, meditations in my home for 17 years, uh, once a week, sometimes twice. And when I stopped, I thought, well, you know, I've been there and I've done that. Now I don't have to do that again because this is my new philosophy. If I've been there and I've done that, I don't repeat it because right. because I've been there and I've done that. And um, so when Bill wanted to do the, the project with the distant viewing, that's something I haven't done. So it and I'm finding that because I'm taking people out of body and then into meditation, it has a different flavor to it mm-hmm. and and you know and 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 i have to call it flavor because i don't want to call it power or energy or anything like that but it's a different it's a meditation but people will react differently to it so it's uh, it's really yeah, kind of cool and it's interesting you know to do that over the radio with a group of people because i was a little skeptical i thought well um i wonder how that's going to work and um it's amazing in, you know, the way the energy works is amazing because even in uh, a lot of times I have to listen in the archives and mm-hmm. um, that energy is still there. So it definitely it's been set there. It had intention and that intention lingered with it. So that, to me, that was that is amazing. And it's very um, interesting to go with a group and then first you know you're by yourself and then all of a sudden you look around and you see all this these lights and energies of people and it's like <laughs> oh let's go into one here we go and and it was it's fun taking off so I've really enjoyed it it's uh, been an adventure for me too I've done group meditations but not um so guided where and and where we're going to go and we're going to look at things you know um so that i find that really interesting and then of course what what i'm seeing just amazes me you know so it's a lot of learning and and so the whole thing for me was a learning experience and then um you were right also about um how you said that, uh, and, and this was very true, that it also affects you during the day. Like you might see something that resonates with it or, um, you know, with the meditation when you were out and you were looking uh, at rooms and um, different places. And, and I noticed that in dream state and, and when I go for my walks, <laughs> All of a sudden, I'll see some rock with some writing on it or something. I'll say, wait a minute here. You know, what is that? And um, it kind of it goes in together like that. And I'm thinking, that's something that I saw in that room. You know, so it, well, it, it is amazing and fun. One of the cool things about it is when I weave everybody together and, um, you know, we, we take off, so to speak, um, it, it, you know, as I, as I was thinking about it later, it was like, uh, first of all, our intent was to do one thing and we seem to be doing a completely another thing, which is fine. Um, but I felt at one point, you know, this is a way for people to have access to more energy than they have in themselves to take mm-hmm. a group energy 
and to help them to transcend, evolve, awaken, whatever, so that so that not only do we have, you know, we achieve the purpose of the meditation and we find cool things, but it's consciousness opening um, in in a way that, you know, it, it is not, um, it isn't orchestrated for that, but that seems to be one of the side effects of it, which I find fascinating myself because, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's, it's when I, when I have a group of people and I'm leading a meditation, if somebody is drip, drifting off in another direction, it's real easy to see them and pull them back here. When we do the meditations, um, it's people all over the world and I still can see somebody who's wandering off and pulling back. And I wasn't sure if that would be something that, that would be available to me in this particular situation, but it so is. You're, you're, you're learning a lot too. You know, there is um, so much energy and um some wonderful tools that are so available in group meditations and it doesn't even have to be a big group i mean just regular meditations when people get together or um are not doing anything as big as what you're doing but i think you're right when you get a lot of people together in the energy and and i'm sure most of the people that are doing this everyone's probably on different levels of working and so everybody can help everybody energetically. And I think that happens so organically. Absolutely. Uh, all the time. Um, and that's why, you know, it's so important to, to be able to share with other people. And pe- some people think, well, I'm not really doing that. I'm not really sharing. Or, uh, And I'm saying, if you walk into a grocery store, if you walk in, you are sharing your energy in essence. We all do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But in meditation, it's just so much more focused. And um, hopefully everybody's grounded and everybody's doing all these things and we're reaching out to each other. And it wouldn't shock me if somehow this group is all connected, <laughs> have you thought about that? I started thinking about that, that has somehow we're all connected. It, well, I mean, I know we all are spiritually through source, through it, through our heart. Yeah. We're all connected. But I mean, even more than that, that we have more of a connection. And like you, you called us all and we all came. And so I find that interesting. Um, it would be fun just to almost talk to everybody at some point, you know, where everybody could kind of talk, but that probably will never happen. Well, if, every, if everybody showed up, I could, you know, and called in, I could open all the mics. I mean, I'm, you know, fully, I, I do believe that at some point we're going to get to that point. We've only done um, four meditations. So this is really, you know, we're, we're really in the very beginning stages. Um you know, Bill and I, you know, he, we're, we're starting with the Giza Plateau, but that's, that's only the beginning because we want to hit the Arctic and we want to hit the, we want to hit Antarctica. We want to hit um, some, you know, a lot of the other places um, on the globe. And, and then, of course, you know, I want to roll up my sleeves and see how we do with Mars or the moon or you know, let's take off, let's go off planet with this. Because I think the, the cool thing about it is 
that you start the meditation and you're in body, I take you out of body, and then I take you deeper into the meditation so that the deep part of the meditation is done um, in, in the astral body. It's not done in the physical body. Mm-hmm. So definitely, that is probably part of the reason that people are seeing and feeling things that possibly and it's it's only it's only you know my my thought on the whole thing i don't know because i don't honestly know of anybody that's done i i know people that have done i don't know distant viewing in a group but i don't know if they've been taken to a specific place yeah yeah and it, it feels to me as though sometimes we're going into other dimensions or other time frames or stuff like that. So it's really, it's fascinating. And, you know, so I, I don't get as many responses as I'd like to. People are supposed to write notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they do eventually some. Uh, but but getting feedback from people, it's it's they're seeing... Some of them are, are experienced past, experiencing past lives. Some of them, it's just, it's amazing what they write. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I was seeing some pretty amazing things. But that's interesting that, you know, what might be happening <laughs> is through, it might take some time maybe, but maybe because it is this almost like a group consciousness in an essence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's triggering them, uh, some of these people to, are they having their own past lives? They're seeing their own past lives? Some of them, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So, see, it's becoming a personal experience. So, maybe once they get through some of the personal experience, then they can start concentrating on some information for you, but I find that interesting that that is triggering memories in people that they weren't open to, and maybe they didn't actually have, I don't know, it was uh, sometimes, you know, when you say past lives and, you, and, and, and people say, well, um, I want to look, I, I can never say, like, I see my past lives, but they show themselves when they want to. I can't mm-hmm. demand them to show themselves. And so maybe these, for these few people, this is a really special way for them to connect in and to get the extra energy boost um, with a little help maybe from other people that's actually giving them information that they need at this time to grow. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's cool. It's just, it, 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 this, it's opening up things that I had not anticipated, which is kind of fun. And, <laughs> and I know the whole group isn't together yet. I know that, that um, eventually it's going to be closer between 50 and 100 people. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting on um, a, a time frame when Bill and I feel like, okay, we've got a solid group here. Um, it's, you know, we're still adding to it. We're still, um, and, and what's cool is the people that do the meditation, I, I can pull the energy even if you're not there. So, um, you know, if you're not there at three o'clock on Thursday, I'm still going to be pulling on your energy mm-hmm. and weaving it into the rest of it so that the more people we have, the, the, the more strands I can weave together, the more powerful the whole experience is for everybody. And, um, it was it was funny. The were you did you do the meditation where we put our hands on the wall? 
Um, wasn't that the last one? <clears throat> that was the last one, yeah. Yes, yes, I did. And I was able to attend it live, yeah. And and I, I Bill, I thought, was he's so cute. I just think he's the cutest person in the whole world. Um, I mean, he's 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 an Egyptologist. He's an archaeologist. He's 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 all sorts of amazing things. But when you put him in this kind of a venue, he is he is just so cool. Because um, for those that don't know, we were in a meditation where I we were in a in a pyramid, and there were. Um, there were handprints along the wall and I told people to put their hand into the handprint that matched theirs and experience what, what was there and stuff. And afterwards I said to him, okay, so what'd you get? What'd you feel? And he was, he was a little, um, he said, well, it was very unique and it was very different. I said, well, when you put your hand in the handprint, what, what, what did you feel? He said, it was unusual. I said, well, how? He said, I only had three fingers. <laughs> and, and he said, and I was green. <laughs> oh, boy. And I said, okay, it was unusual. <laughs> that is unusual. And um, that's interesting, you know, because all the, the beings and everything, but he actually became a being. <laughs> he, was, he was remembering, you know, Either that, one of his lives, or maybe when he used to visit there as a being. You know, isn't that interesting? I just, um, and he was, <laughs> he, he was literally in a meditation chamber while he was doing the meditation. And he took a picture of himself, and there's light coming out all over the place. It was a very cool picture. <laughs> <laughs> so he was definitely experiencing something. So... So that's, yeah. you know, it, it's really, it's so cool because you've been in this field for a very, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I have been too. And I, I, I have gotten, not lately, but, but in the past, I've gotten to periods where I've said, well, too bad there's nothing new to get involved in. And then, <laughs> and suddenly the floodgates open and it's, oh my God, I'm back to square one. And. I would say these days it is more exciting than ever before for me um, because because the potential and, and I, I've said to many people over over the years that the new age is really as old as time that you know there's always a new age but it's just yeah. repeating on another level of consciousness the same old stuff from before but giving you a different level of understanding or a deeper perspective of it. But are, are you finding similar experiences to yourself? Yes, there's um, definitely. Um, what happens, yeah, don't ever say that, you know, don't ever say, uh, I'm tired of this, you know, I want something new because believe you me, it, just, it comes barreling in and um yeah, definitely. I'm always, uh, what happens to me is, is I'll have a vision of something and I don't know what it is. And I'm like, I have no understanding of what that is, what I just saw, what I just experienced. And then I start hunting. So then I'll, and that takes me someplace else. And of course, I'm sure it's, it's always about an expansion of consciousness, about widening my view and um, accepting more things and looking at things even like doing this group conscious uh this meditation with with everyone i would have been scared about 
five years ago, even then it would have it would have been too much energy for me. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And so things, you know, as we go on, things are, yeah, whenever I get a little, you know, I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I need something. And it's like, ha, 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 here. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, whoa, okay. Because I've been doing a lot of mentoring, a lot of teaching. And um, as you know, I got really sick. I was supposed to be on your show, and it took me quite a while to get over it. And um, it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I think that was the universe kind of showing me, you know, it's time to change things a little bit, change it up, and do a little bit more teaching. And we know that you're apprehensive about that, but you got to get out there and start doing it. And then I started, I said, okay, well, I'll put it out there and see what happens. And it was just overwhelming. You know, uh -huh. they were just everywhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I still do readings, um, the, the mediumship readings. And, um, uh, but I'm not, doing, I'm not going to do any more reading shows except for very, ex, you know, maybe once out of the blue or something. I'm just not going to do them anymore. And um, I feel like it, it was just really limiting me. And anyway, I know for a fact that when we do readings, we're going into the astral realm, right? We're going into that realm. Yeah. Sometimes it's the lower astral realm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's the psychic information. And, uh, well, spirit contact, of course, I feel is much more not so going into the psychic, but it, it, you can't help yourself when you're doing a reading. You're going many different places for the information because the readings are multidimensional. Right. So, uh, uh, and, and I love clairvoyant readings. I love the real deep readings where people ask me, what do I see in their energy or what do I, you know, things like that. I really like those. Mm -hmm. And the mediumship. But the psychic readings um, playing out there, you... Um, can it, 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 it's great, but it still can be very, um, it's not, it, it could get very tiring for me. So, um, even though I do do those, I, I really enjoy the clairvoyant deep readings and the mediumship readings because I feel those are, can be very healing. And so, I've kind of been steering away from that. So, I'm not going to be doing the reading shows anymore. I'm doing more. Um, I have started um, writing my book, Like a Good yes. Girl. Yeah. And and it's more, it's a spiritual book and about every how I learned, you know, and about all that. So, yeah. And everything... Um, it's just amazing. I'm always looking for something new. A lot of the books you have suggested to me that I've read have really helped a lot. And a lot of your teachings on um, when you did the spirit circle and I had forgotten all about <laughs> <laughs> what you sent me. I was like, duh, Renee. <laughs> and so um, it reminded me and then that gave me even a broader base that, you know, wow, this is the same thing over and over and over. And it's like, how many times do you have to hear it before it sinks in? So um, I want to be able to help people with that aspect. And teaching is really, really important. I have so many young psychic mediums that are just completely lost and mixed up. And if they're like me, you know, I was uh, absolutely freaked out because <laughs> I was seeing on this level and I just thought I had gone crazy. So 
to have somebody there for me was just the most incredible thing. So that's that's what I'm going to do is be there for someone. And that's going to be my main focus. But also in reaching out in other ways, um, like with the meditations and going out and doing that, um, to me, it's just a blast. I just get the biggest <laughs> kick out of it. Well, you know, and you, then, you, had mentioned, you had mentioned, you know, the law of one. And I thought, wait a minute. I, you know, and, and when you sent me the link and I looked at it, I said, well, well, maybe she wasn't in that group because I, how long ago that it was like three or four years ago. Um, I did, I put together, I I put together a, a spiritual development circle because I thought at the time I, it would be a great way to pull all these spiritual practitioners and people together and have wonderful conversations. And, uh, you know, I, I realized after a while that, and, and I'm not including you into this group as, I mean, you were there, but I'm not, in, mm-hmm. this is, th- no, there were, no, no. there were a number of people there who were practitioners that did not have the foundations of what this whole thing is about. So, I ended up, it was, we did, I think, 14 or 15 shows, and and I gave out hundreds of pages of notes to everybody, and then thinking, you'll read the notes, and then we'll talk about it, and I ended up lecturing for, <laughs> for the entire yeah. time, and um, it was cool, because I learned a lot about me, and um it was, it was, but, but the law of one was one of the things that I, that I spoke about. And I thought, I wonder if she remembers. This. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but for some reason, when they put Ascension on it, it, mm-hmm. it was, oh, this is different. And you know what it is and what it always comes down to. And again, this is such a lesson for me is that I knew what that said. I had it printed out. I have that in my stacks of paper of information. (laughs) But when I saw this, it was the wording. It Uh was the way they said it somehow. And and the timing where I read it in a book. And first they were talking about the law of the circle. Then they were talking about the law of one. And I'm like, I'm the law of one. I know that. And then I went and read it. I looked it up and then I read it and it was just the way they had laid it out. But you're right. It's the exact same thing. Just in a different way. It's just put in a different way, wording wise. um, For don't, Don't you think, though, that as we grow, as we evolve, we can revisit that material and it resonates differently to us in a deeper level? Oh yes, definitely. And, and and for those for those of you who are listening and or and or listening in archive, um, if you go to my website and you go to special projects, um, there's a drop down menu and the spiritual development group is there and the archives of um, of all the lectures and all of the notes that I had that I used are all right there for anybody that's interested in it. And it's definitely your website. I have it on my website to go to your website (laughs) for information because it is just a bevy of information. It's just full of information and really is a good basis. But the, the law of one honestly has taken me a long time to understand it. Um, And so when, 
it came up before. It's come up before. I've seen it before. Uh, the same thing, and but the way this was worded really spoke to me because it's right where I'm at. And um, loving yourself and forgiveness, the love part of it, and then the empowerment, the power part that comes from that, mm-hmm. love, loving and forgiving, and then the wisdom. Like, and then there's the threefold flame, um, which um, is that combination that works so well, which is love, power, and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Father, mother, God, and the son, I guess, if you want to go there. Some people can't handle that. Everybody has different ways of looking at everything. That's why I think the whole thing was planned for us to get information in so many different ways but it's all the same thing (laughs) i have another i have another book for you too by the way Mm, to to read it's called and this and and this book that i'm that i i i don't often you know um push stuff Um, well it's not mine but i i don't even push my stuff it's by um solaris blue raven i got that one i got it the first time Yes. Transmutation through ascension. Yes, yes. I have stolen material from that book, <laughs> <laughs> and I told her I taught I taught a whole workshop on it. <laughs> well, you know, I do the same thing. I steal information from all from a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, and then bring it all together. But yeah, that is an excellent book, and it's very um, it's very understandable. For uh, uh, somebody doing this and trying to get and understand what's happening for the first time. Yeah, and it's not even 100 pages. So it's right. Easy, it's an it's, easy read. It's but, a very easy read. And I like that. I don't like anything too overwhelming. So it's a really good book. And I have recommended that book also to people. Um, and everything in it is exactly what do I, I agree with. <laughs> well, that was the cool part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know it's funny how you might read something and um, that's why I keep all my books uh, drive myself crazy but um, is because when I go back and and for some reason I'm drawn to it and I'll, I'll read a little bit and I'll go oh my god that's what that is and then I can make the connection and um, so I do get something from everything and then maybe the second time I'm looking at it I go Oh, now I know what that means. Whereas before it was just words. Now I can feel it. I under, I have a, a knowing of it. I don't have to believe it or have a belief. I have a knowing. And so that that's when I say, okay, now you're ready to write your own words of what you want to say. Because now you you have the knowing. So that's where I have to get to, to be able to put it down as it's from me, like in an interpretation of what I'm trying to say, which sometimes is very hard to find the words because <laughs> it just words don't really work. They they feel so crude, even though I know it is a communication, it's a vibration through the words and how important it is. And that's why um, I was just thinking tonight, as a matter of fact, about patience and how slowing everything down and how when we're in this dense physicality, you know, here we are incarnated Mm -hmm. and we may have a focus of consciousness that we want to work on in this lifetime. 
and there's many, many lifetimes with many focuses. And maybe in one lifetime you have 10, who knows? But like one thread of consciousness that you want to work on, and maybe that's compassion for me. I'm talking, you know, mm -hmm. that thread is compassion. So I'm working on that, and that thread makes up a beautiful tapestry. And then when I'm done with that tapestry, working on that consciousness as I thread it through, I have to be very patient. You have to be patient. Nothing is overnight. That's the biggest thing I run in with people is, is I want it now. I want it now. I, I want to feel it now. I, and I said it doesn't work that way. It takes time because you have to integrate everything that you're getting and people don't realize everything that they're getting they're getting the rays they're getting energy from other people they're getting consciousness from their soul and they're getting all these things coming to them so that's why physicality can feel so dense and and tough to communicate and all that but that's what the focus is and oh, part yeah. of my focus is communication communicating to people so i have to slow way down because i can get hyper <laughs> and i have to slow everything down and be very patient with myself and work on that thread of consciousness that mm -hmm. I want to work on in this lifetime. I have a, so, a small group of people I work with, and um, every now and then I, I will say to them, you know, be familiar with some of this stuff, and you, you can always go back and read it again. And then there's there are times that I say, you must know this stuff. It must it must be integrated into you. It must come naturally. And and one of the girls said. But that's work. Isn't spiritual stuff supposed to be allowing and accepting? And I said, yeah, but you have to know it to allow it. <laughs> right. And, and knowing it, that is the key. So you can read it, um, but that doesn't mean you're going to have a knowing of it. That takes time and it takes practice and it just takes time just slow it down you know and in our world it's all about think of this worry about that think of this do this you have to do that you have to do this and yes there are things we have to do but there are times when you put your hand over your heart and you say this is what I'm going to do and you put your hand over your heart and you can feel that and that's your center mm -hmm. your higher heart and your center of of your universe that's where everything begins so i always tell them you have to be able to let go of that world and all the things that it's telling you that society has just rammed into us our whole life and even in our dna <laughs> it's in there too um, and our belief structures that we have to be this and we have to be that. And that takes time. It takes time to let go of the belief system that's been crammed down your throat. And it still is by TV, um, by um, radio ads, by, you know, all the stuff that we're supposed to do, which in reality doesn't even matter. I mean, we have to live. That's a fact. We have to take care of things. But the other types of things, I have to look this way, I have to act this way, I have to blah, 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 blah. It can drive you crazy. And so we have to make time for the expansion of our consciousness. And when you do that and you don't have expectations about it, you let it just happen naturally, 
it is just amazing the growth that you can get. And then with that growth, what is going to come naturally? Spiritual empowerment. You mm -hmm. get, you know, and you just feel so confident. So I always, and, and I practice what I preach, I myself, um, we all um, have issues of the world, um, you know, our belief systems that some, we need to quiet them down to let in room for the new belief systems. And then as we work them, you actually start to know it. Well, and, and isn't, yeah. I have found that, that intellectually knowing something is very different from actually living it. Definitely. You can, you can talk about it all you want, but to live it and to actually bring it into this dimension uh -huh. as part of your life, of your physical experience is not, you know, it's not that easy, but it comes a little bit at a time as you move some things out and bring, you know, the new consciousness in, then you can start to live it, but you, it does take work and there's, you know, it's amazing how spirituality affects so many parts of who you are. Um, and like I said, when you are talking to people in a grocery store or you're going down to the post office or the neighbors or whatever, that is almost service work. That is a way of also expanding to others with your consciousness that you have cultivated. And that's really what it is. It's cultivating. And I'm not oh, saying yeah. you have to spend 10 hours a day doing it, but you do have to think about it. You have to bring it into um, this reality, this physical third dimension, um, which is changing rapidly and speeding up. But, oh, yeah. Um, so as you read, then you can start to bring it in, but then you have to think about it, then you have to feel it, then you have to experience it. And so sometimes it's, it's hard to do that on your own, and that's why sometimes it's good to have a teacher to help you to envision it. Or even like with my students, um, the first thing I teach them is grounding. And then I, when you know, like when somebody's first grounding, they pop up and uh -huh. they pop up and I can hold them in a grounding position during the whole time that we're working together. And that gives them the ability to feel the energy and that starts a knowing for them. So I find it really helpful to help to keep them grounded. I also um, like do that in radio shows too. Like when I would be doing, re when I would do the reading show, I would set an intent and then everybody that was on the phone lines, I would ground, I would ask them to be grounded before they would speak to me. And since when people communicate, like when you and I communicate, it's all, it's multidimensional. It's not just here. It's also in different dimensions. So it's really interesting the way the grounding helps them. Uh, bring their soul or the spirit, whatever you want to call it, same thing. <laughs> bring yeah. it in and connect it into the physical body and bring it and let them feel that for a moment of time. And they're like, I've never felt that before. Well, to me, that is a miracle. To me, that that's just, 
oh, that's the epitome. I'm so happy. I'm in bliss when somebody tells me that <laughs> because I know that I, that they they're really starting to feel it, the flow, the connection, and they're going, "What is this?" And I'm saying. That's what it is. <laughs> it's one the, energy. Yeah, so, one of the bigger highs of all time. <laughs> yes, yes. It's when you somebody says, I've never felt that before. Oh, that's what it is. That's what all this is. I said, that's part of it. I said, mm-hmm. this is just the beginning. What you're going to experience, you, you have to be open and keep moving in the flow and keep moving forward. And... And we all get stuck. I mean, aren't there times, Barbara, when you feel like, I mean, there's times when I felt like, you know, uh, God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? (laughs) (laughs) What I do now, you know? And really, it's never gone. It never was gone. It was always there. It always is there. It's just your connection into the finer, higher energies of who we are that you kind of sometimes lose. And then it's, people will say, well, how do I find my way back? I said, that's what I'm teaching you is how to find your way back. <laughs> well, and you know, I've, I've told, you know, I've told a lot of people that, you know, everybody has a purpose for this lifetime, but, and, and, you know, so many people will say, well, I'm so busy. I can't, you know, I can't, you know, even consider that and and I try to point out that that your purpose this lifetime is not necessarily to stand on a soapbox and preach spirituality it may be just being kind to a person in the in the grocery store um, that's right and and you know the kind of spiritual um, purpose that we come down onto this lifetime for has nothing to do with the spotlight, with notoriety, with with leading people to the new directions, and you know, becoming a modern day Moses has nothing to do with that. It, no. it, it has to to do with with some with kindness and and mm-hmm. and love that we have inside of us i i think the one of the things one of the things that i have the most fun doing is when i'm grocery shopping i will i will just randomly say to somebody you know i'll tell them how how pretty they look or how nice that color looks on them or whatever and genuinely you know and not just just be and i mean it mm-hmm. and it, it, the smile that comes across their faces to get, you know, these random acts of kindness are so cool. And and we should not be living in a random act of kindness time. We should be just living in a kindness time because when that spreads, you just can't be nasty. Mm-mm. That's well, true, too. And I've done that. Um, I love doing that. And, um, you know, Barbara, for me, when I first started doing spiritual work, it was hard for me to do that. And um, I guess the reason why it was hard for me to do that was because I really couldn't, I kind of didn't like myself too much when I started. And there was a lot of forgiveness work I had to do around my own self. And then I felt, I felt just that pinch of love inside me, you know, it was like, Ooh, I like that. And I, would go by the mirror and I'd look at myself and I'd say, I love you and I, I forgive you, I understand you, and I, I love you so much. And then after 
forgiving and working on that, all of a sudden I saw the beauty in other people, like at the grocery store or something. If I saw a woman that was, or a man, then they looked, I would just say, you know, I just want to tell you how beautiful you look today. And I love that yeah, same thing, the color or your hair. My goodness, your hair is beautiful or your eyes or and and I and then now I'm expressing it out. And I'm like, look at look at the the reaction that I got from loving myself and forgiving myself. Now I'm going out and I'm letting other people kind of feel that because I'm sharing it. And look at them now. And they you could they see glow. their energy change. Yeah, they, they were absolutely glow. So and that's that's then that in itself can be your service work. That's your service work. It could be just a smile, just um, saying hi. How are you? You know. Oh, you look nice today. Oh, it's good to see. Whatever it is, it could be something so small. It, it and, really. It's funny. I was in the in the grocery store the other day, and there I was waiting for something at the meat counter and there was a, a kid in, in a motorized wheelchair that was profound and his father was standing there and, and everybody was giving them a great deal of space as though there was something wrong with him and you know I was standing there and I looked at it and I looked at the kid and I said that is some ride you've got how fast will it go and he said eight <laughs> miles an hour and I said does your father let you go that fast and his father said not so much <laughs> and <laughs> And I, I was having a lovely time talking to the kid and, and, you know, he was challenged. I'm not sure what with, but, you know, he, but, but he was really conversive. And, and as we were leaving, the father pulled me aside and he said, you know, everybody just doesn't pay attention to him or pretends he doesn't exist. And he said, that was the biggest gift you could have given me. And I said, he's a neat kid. And, yeah. and, and, um, of course, teaching special ed for 25 years may have helped there a little bit, but but um, that chair was amazing. I say, can you take it off road? <laughs> and you know? <laughs> and uh, it, see, there, right there, it is right there. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, there was I read somewhere where there was a homeless man, and he was talking to people, and he they were interviewing him on the street, I guess, and. They said, what is it that bothers you the most? And he said, nobody will look me in the eye. Nobody, everybody looks the other way, you know. Uh, and so I always make uh, a point of looking them in the eye and saying, hi, nice day. Or, you know, I I always just say hi usually and smile and wave or something. I, I, I get real silly for some. I feel a lot of joy in that. And I think that it's they, a lot of the homeless people, they want just to be looked at. Yeah, I'm here on the street, okay? I have problems or whatever, but I'm still human, you know? And so um, I, I make an effort for that. And, and I know that it's changed. I've seen them smile back at me, not all the time. And then, <laughs> um, other times where, and you know, or they'll strike up a conversation and we'll start talking. And and I just, it's taking the time for things like that, being yeah. patient, taking the time. So but I do enjoy that. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's not like it's work and it's not like it's, it's not charity work be, because you no. end up feeling better. Right. Right. 
like my husband will talk to a wall and I mean he'll just talk to anybody he has the gift of gab and he carries this most beautiful blue and I watch that man work and he is not spiritual at all it's it somewhat but not really and he it's very generic for him very organic it just comes and he will talk and and he I've never seen anybody become best friends with complete strangers <laughs> and <laughs> he's got the gift of gap but he has that beautiful deep blue around him that is such a love wisdom color and he and I can see him sharing that color with people and he makes them feel good. He's always upbeat, and I don't know. He's but, always but, happy. But Renee, spiritual doesn't doesn't always mean, you know, it, it, you know, deeply involved in in right, right. Spiritual. That's exactly. I mean, that's I, would, exactly. I right. mean that that to me is, you know, um, to have that kind of gift and share it um, is a very spiritual thing. I, I, you know, there are so many people around that would would never claim to be spiritual but but actually uh-huh. you know <laughs> are, we're we're probably more spiritual than a lot of people that that i i see <laughs> yeah that, that claim yeah. to be i i had one lady mm-hmm. that said to me well i'm on a spiritual pathway and i said really and she said yep i'm a i'm a spiritual being and i'm on a spiritual pathway and i said how and she looked at me and she said, no, I'm on a spiritual pathway. And I said, where's the path? And yeah, she said, I take workshops. I read books. I do classes. I'm on a spiritual pathway. And I said, how are you manifesting your spirituality? And she mm-hmm. said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I said, what are you doing with all of this? How are you making your life better, your family's life better, the people around you better? She said, well, I'm ascended. I'm an ascended master. And I said, and what are you doing? And she said, taking workshops, reading books. And I said, you got a lot of certificates, but a lot to learn. I'm awfully sorry. I mean, no. <laughs> no, I've met a lot of people. Yeah. And and then there are others who are burying their souls who have never even opened a spiritual book, but That's- they... You They're know, just they're, loving and kind, and they are expressing it. And I, to me, that it that just that makes me very happy. And um, believing that the world is going to raise its consciousness when I see things like that. If, if somebody's radiating <laughs> love, they've got more spirituality mm-hmm. in them than a lot of ministers standing in pulpits today, for sure. Oh, um, hallelujah. <laughs> we've got we're going to have a break in a couple of minutes you're going to hear music playing and that'll we'll have about a five minute break so uh, when it okay. starts just you know get some water get some tea Sounds go to the bathroom good. do whatever is important <laughs> <laughs> thank you barbara well i i every now and then have to go and catch a mouse because my cats have brought a mouse in and they play with it on the floor and it drives me nuts I just have to catch a couple of moths that are still alive. I have to put them out of their misery, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, the, the, the element of spirituality is really important, and I don't think many people really, really understand what it means. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah. Well, and everybody has different definitions of it, and we all kind of have different ways of expressing it, and that is what makes it so beautiful is that 
Um, I've seen it in just so many different forms and it's all okay. But when you get somebody saying, I'm a spiritual master and yet, you know, maybe they're over there screaming and yelling at somebody. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't oh, know master. what that means. Yeah, of the ego maybe, huh? The, yeah, the ego's ruling. I don't know. Um, there's just so many levels of it. Um, I have patience for everybody and understanding and definitely compassion because I've been probably uh, low low places too so yeah, all of us have okay we'll be <laughs> back in in three to five minutes situation is survival and gardening off-grid living medical knowledge or even natural or man-made emps on your list of personal concerns do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is well check out our preloaded emp proof thumb drive over three gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records, addresses, phone numbers? We'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more... Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I've seen such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, stupidity. I'll do you for that. What? Come here! What are you gonna do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible! 
You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs! Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... And this is Nightlight. If you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported. From the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, I have to thank Debbie for being here every week. She is amazing. To the staff, All are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all help keep on supplying information and material to educate and enlighten that isn't found anywhere else. It's a very special station and anything you can do to help us would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So, Renee... We have a yeah. we have a question. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so so the question is without struggle or suffering as a human being are we learning anything important so to speak? Um what's your opinion then I'll give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> well, I I don't feel that struggle and suffering is necessary. If you look at the monks in the Himalayas, they don't struggle and suffer. They merely are peacefully waiting, are peacefully working on on all sorts of transcendental stuff. They are they are meditating, they are helping others. They are not uh, struggling with um, with jobs or or earning money. They don't care about money. Uh, I don't think it's it's necessary for the human element to struggle or suffer suffer to evolve i i truly believe it's your mindset that determines how you evolve learn and grow and sometimes people's ego and ego comes in here we were i wanted to talk a little more about that anyhow um if, if you feel that you are more important than those people around you, then, then the universe is probably going to send you um, challenges. And then before you reincarnate into each dimension every time you come back, you choose what aspects of life you want to work on. And sometimes the suffering is important for that lesson. But, it, but, but as far as spiritual ascension and stuff like that, no, struggle and and. Suffering is is not required. It 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 just seems to be the way some people choose to learn. And you? Yeah, I agree. the The thing, like I was looking at the question and struggle or suffering. Now, there's so many different degrees of that. Okay, but 
if we take it down to, you know, I mean, there's suffering where uh, you're imprisoned wrongly. I mean, there's all kinds of different suffering. Um, but I truly believe that we choose our lifetime, our situation, what we're going to learn. And it, it can be from A to Z. It, it, it can be anything. And, and sometimes... When we get to a certain point of our own evolution, we may say, you know, I don't need to struggle. I don't need to look at it and have a perspective that this is a struggle. That I'm going to look, and I, I 100% agree, it is the mind. It, it The mind is everything. Uh, when you can um, start to look at things through the eyes of I'm learning this, this is something I, I'm going to go, I have to, I, I'm going to go through it and look at it as learning instead of suffering, you're going to get a, a number one, you're going to make it way less than what it probably was going to start out to be. Uh -huh. And, um, and, and you actually kind of can go with the flow with it because you know, there's something important in it to learn and it's all about learning. Um, no, I don't think you have to struggle or suffer like in a day to day basis. No, you, that's all in your mind. It's in what your mind sets. Um, like well, I, Sometimes that, that gets our attention, though. I mean, I can, mm -hmm. I, can, I can give you a personal experience. Just in the last six, seven months, I've had horrific trouble with my back. And, I mean, lots of pain. But, but when I sat back and I said, okay, this is the universe telling me something. Let me see if I pay attention to it and, and, and make some shifts and changes. Um, and I did. I, I, I cut a lot of stuff out that I had been doing. I, I focused in new directions and, and things got easier and things felt better and there was an easier flow. So I, I think sometimes as human beings, pain will often get our attention and, and we can either suffer with it or say, okay, there's something here to learn. There's something I need to change or shift and, and really analyze it and not feel like, oh, my God, I'm being punished or, oh, my God, this is horrible. You know, there were people during the Holocaust in those camps that, that had pure joy within their spirits and they survived mm -hmm. because of it. I agree. There's a little song I sing when I get on my pity potty, like when I, uh, I had uh, the Epstein-Barr thing um, and I was sick with that. I have it chronically, and it, it flared up big time. Then I had um, a hairy tongue virus. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believed me either. I was like, this is called hairy tongue, you know. It was the most disgusting thing. And then it just kept happening. Thing, And then my t I had problems with my teeth, and it was just going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, everything's falling. What's going and I said, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute here. What, what's going on? I need to step back. I need to stop everything. And I need to take a break and go inside and feel around what's happening here. And it was pointing me in a different direction. Mm -hmm. um, and that has happened before in my life. 
So there is always something important to learn from it if you take the time to pay attention. And it's positive. It's right. It's absolutely positive. positive. I mean, some people will, will just say, you know, I have such bad luck. Nothing ever works for me, yada, yada. And that's not true. It's just not. It's the way that you're, you decided to, to focus on stuff. But, you know, you're not down here. I do not believe that we are down here to suffer. No, I, I do I believe that, 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 that when things don't work the way we think they should, you know, we can either step back and, say, and basically say to the universe, well, you paddle for a while because I've screwed up enough. And, <laughs> and when you get to that point, things do get easier. And, you know, when I start feeling myself kind of getting caught up in things, I sing this silly little song, and I know it's silly, I sing joy, 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 all oh, there is is joy, joy, and there is something about that that brings me up, and I can feel the energy of joy, because it's a way of invoking it, and getting me out of, you know, oh, you know, no, no, we're not going there, and uh, in the morning, when I wake up, I start invoking, you know, how I see my day, and I'm, I'm happy, and I try to be joyful and appreciative of everything that I have. But there are the times when I'm not. But there's also something in that when I'm not like feeling it all. Why aren't I? What What am I doing? Is it my, my ego? Is it uh, guiding me saying, oh, I need this. Oh, I want that. Or what is it? You know, but I pay attention to what's happening so no I don't think struggle or suffering I mean it if we keep uh putting that in our minds and we keep feeding it and setting it in and setting it in in our minds it's going to keep manifesting so we Mm -hmm. have to change it up a bit you know you have to start changing it up and saying this is what I want this is what feels good this is I know I want to go this way and try this and see how it feels and do it don't stay stuck that's and then you know then like with me (laughs) then my back just recently went out Barbara and I were just talking about this last week (laughs) And I, I never get knots in my lower back, never. And um, I know exactly what that, that was. It, it was almost like this anger that I had um, uh, about a personal situation. And I wasn't uh, looking, I didn't have the right perspective. And my body was going, oh, oh, this is, and it just that's, I mean, when I go to that uh, muscle, that knot in there, and I talk to it, it's mad. <laughs> it's just mad. Well, I, think, so. <laughs> I think so many people don't realize that, that there are subtleties that give us hints. And when we don't pay attention to the subtleties, they get our attention. And usually physical pain is the best way to get my attention anyhow. <laughs> Me too. It was horrible. and. What? But what I did was, is I started stretching it and I got down on the ground and I stretched it way out and I was in like a praying position. You know how they pray, they go down on their knees and they pray, Yeah. put your head down. And I said, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. And I forgive myself for getting mad. And I'm going to let this whole thing go because I love you and I, I don't want this to be like this and I forgive you. 
and it let up. And I went, oh, you little bugger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's so easy to to work on stuff like that it's just that you know sometimes when we're in physical pain we get caught up in the pain part and we don't we don't really try to look any you know we look for a physical reason and there is always a physical reason but behind the physical reason there is an emotional reality right right and i I had a real strong it was my son so it's a strong emotional connection and um and no wonder it would be down in the you know, lower, mm-hmm. it was in the lower, <laughs> and it was on the power side, you know, my power side, the left side, and so it all, it kind of made sense, and, and I knew um, when I made that shift, and I felt it, I said, well, that's exactly, I'm holding on to it, and our body does respond to that, that's why, like, when you walk by the mirror, and, and, and I always say, oh, I love you, and, and I used to walk by the mirror, you know, years ago, and I'd say, I, I can't stand to look, I couldn't even look at myself, you know, um, and so it's, it's that dynamic, you know, as we start to love ourselves and accept, you know, you're gonna, you, just because you're a spiritual person doesn't mean, you know, uh, we're absolutely perfect by any means, believe you me, but I am open enough to realize that hopefully I, I can make a change from what's happening and, and hopefully it'll get better. I think too, what most people don't realize is that um, just because we're spiritually oriented, just because we're in a metaphysical field, just because we've been a practitioner for a long time, it doesn't mean that that things get easier for us than they do for anybody else. Cause it, doesn't that there is a there is a Mm-mm. constant learning curve here and we're constantly challenged it's, it's almost like you know the the shoe shoemakers children go bare feet but barefoot right. um, it, it's it's you know in in this particular field there's always something new opening up there's always um a, a transformational process happening there's always an ascension process going on and mm-hmm. You know, it, it's because you're aware of it, you know, you've never been this way before, at least in consciousness, so that you're struggling just like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And and it sometimes is worse because supposedly we're supposed to know, know what's going on and we don't. We're as blind as everybody else is. Well, it's just like um, I had I was feeling uh, abandoned. God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> And um, all of a sudden, I heard Mother Teresa, and I went, "What? Oh!" And I, I I remembered the movie I had seen of Mother Teresa, and then I remembered the book. There was a book out called The Letters, and that's what the movie mm-hmm. was about. And I needed to get that book, so I got the book and I read. I don't know what I needed to read it, and in the letters, she is professing how. God has left her, Uh you know, he's completely abandoned me. I feel so abandoned by God. This is a, you know, we all know who mother Teresa, Teresa is and what she did and how she gave up everything that she had for, to minister to these people, to help these people, the poor. Uh And here she was feeling abandoned. And here I am whining that I'm feeling abandoned. So, (laughs) 
I made that connection. I said, you know what? This is normal to feel this way. And um, I, I just had to connect back in. But just that realization helped me to know, you know, everybody goes through this. It's okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's always there. We just think that it's not. And it's the same thing with if we believe that we're going to have to struggle because there is a lot of that in some religions that they believe that they have to struggle uh, like a martyr to be to get you know to get anything it's like if i suffer i'll get this this money or if i suffer i'll get this whatever it is and you know they're going to bargain and um it's, it's really an illusion but at the same time it's really all in your mind you're you know it, it, okay. you're going the long way around to get something that if you just use your mind to do that's very powerful absolutely have yeah. you seen have you seen the movie the shack yes oh yes i just watched it last this last week i was off all week and um amazing movie yeah i enjoyed it very much and i loved it i loved uh the best part of that if anybody hasn't seen it you you need to go see it it is it's really done well i really enjoyed it was wisdom in the cave mm -hmm. when uh she said you know well you're judging and you're you know doing this and it's no different and it showed his father how his father had been treated as a child and then he understood why his father was the way that he was mm -hmm. and and to me that i just get shivers now thinking about it it was really good it, it, yeah. it was you know when you when you hear the write up of it and everything you think oh this is going to be corny and it was mm -hmm. well done it was it was unbelievably well done Really and uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of, you know, started in with it a little bit like, oh, my goodness, I don't need somebody to prophesize to me. And, and at the end of it, I was crying. So <laughs> me too. It really got me because it really it, it was very truthful. And I love the way they went about that. Um, it. And I think movies like that and, and the book, um, all, they're there to teach. That's just another way of teaching the same thing, you know, but well, uh, it reaches right. a large you're, amount of people. Because everybody is at a different place and it doesn't mean some are higher or lower. It's just a different place. It's, it's like, you know, have a line and just everybody's on the same level, but at a different place. They look at things differently. Their perspective mm -hmm. is different. Their experiences are different. And, and it, so I love the fact that there are so many different um, forms of, of helping people to of putting material out there. I know one of the things that, that has been hitting me over and over and over again, probably for the last, oh gosh, probably seven years, um, the Emerald Tablet material. Yes, yes, yeah, and definitely. It's, it's, I keep, you know, saying I'm going to get into it, I'm going to get into it, and, and I've gotten into it to, to, to a great degree, but I keep feeling that there's another level to it that I haven't really uh, touched into, locked into yet. And, mm -hmm. and 
Um, for those who are looking for a good book, uh, it's uh, the best I've found is the Emerald Tablets of Toth, the Atlantean, um, by Dr. Doral, 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 D-O-R-E-A-L. Um, it's, um, it's amazing material and it, it speaks of Toth, the Atlantean and, and the journey of his spirit. And the more I, I look at it, the more, I mean, I'm going to write a book based on this material, right? Mm -hmm. but I want to put it in chronological order. And I keep, I keep thinking I have a handle on it. And then I find I, I have to go back and look further. Um, I think that it's it's an allegory on on the the evolution of the human spirit. Oh, definitely, but it it yeah, and it's alchemy, and mm -hmm. it's all these things wrapped up in there. It even talks about the flower of life, which yes. uh, you know is uh, what is his name? Mieseldeck, uh, Mieseldeck. Yeah, that. Uh, but also the guy that does the flower of life, D uh, Dunvalo. Dr yeah, Dunvalo Melchizedek. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And so, I mean, it talks about that. It talks about the threefold flame. It talks about, so there's a lot of, so much of what he says. Now, there are parts in it where they don't interpret it at the back, where they just go ahead and let it flow as it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really enjoy those, but, but at least you can understand it. Some of it has to be interpreted because I'm like, <laughs> what the heck are they talking about? That's a book that I have had for years and I pick up and I read and then I, and, and I do so much with it. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't, do this anymore but that's also connected to the um oh, what is it the something stone um you know the stone. Um, yes i know what you mean you um, know but i can't think of the name of it it's this um i should look it up but i can't um but it is connected to that also which is all about alchemy philosophy stone Philosopher's Stone. There you go. So, I mean, they're all connected to that. So it's much bigger than what you think at first. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then I had a really strong vision. Um, and I'm awake when I have the visions and my eyes are open and it just starts. And I see it as a movie. So mm -hmm. I'll see it on a wall or something. And the wall opens up and there it is. But it was this gold wall a gold plate it wasn't an emerald plate but it had hemetric writing on it okay and then there was a lion in front of it that was growling and roaring at me that would not let me get close to it so then when I went and I started to look online and I saw the philosopher's stone and then connected to the emerald tablets and I saw some really old pictures they had these lions that were protecting it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not able to go all the way in yet. So I don't know what happens when you go in, but I know that I wasn't <laughs> going to get past that lion. That's all I know. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it, it, it's, it's, you know, I kind of am holding off on, on writing anything because I've started I've started it a number of times and I keep backing off and saying it's not time yet. And, and yet I'm ready. 
but but apparently <laughs> apparently part of me is not. Um, but but you know you sit in and, and you and you think okay let me just start with this let me see if I can put some some um, you know just some something to it so that I can get my teeth into it and and I keep hearing it's not quite time yet you have other things to do and I keep saying you know but I really would like to to chew on this a little bit more. But um, and 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 another person that you know, Solaris Blue Raven is very much into the um, the uh, the Toth material as well. And I think that um, that's good that you keep checking in because um, when it's ready, when it's time, you'll hear it, and then you'll know. I, I that that is a big undertaking. I I can't even imagine. You're the woman to do it, though. I'll tell you. <laughs> I look at that and I just like oh, because I I go um, by the vibration of what I'm feeling as I'm reading it and where it takes me, and what am I learning from it and. And so I take it that way for me to try to interpret that would just be I I couldn't even imagine even though. What some of, uh, and it's in chapters. Now, how many of those uh, little chapters are there? Isn't there, there? There are 12, 12. Yeah. Are they called plates or chapters? I can't remember. Um, they're called, um, not plates, tablets. They're tw- 12. Yeah, they tablets. call them tablets. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, you can study each one and each one has important information and there's a lot of the, some of them that I actually use in spiritual work. The one where you go in the cave and you put your arms up and uh, draw a circle around you and then you say these words. I I can't remember what they are, but, and I have them um, written down and on cards because I use them so often and it's to call in the light and it works really well. And then the one that he talks about uh, pulsing the pineal gland, Mm -hmm. find if it's from within or without, if it's from within, then pulse your, um, pineal gland and it teaches you to pulse the vibration and pulse it out and pulse it out throughout your bodies and um, I think you know there's a lot of really good information in there and um, ways of practicing clearing and and doing different things so it's just so multi-dimensional it just goes on and on and on well, I mean, it even goes into the law of cause and effect. It goes into a it goes into a plethora of stuff, and <clears throat> but it's not you know as it's written, it is not in um, in it it, it 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 jumps around a lot. I agree. And, and um, I want to try to put it into a flow so that so that people understand it, it represents a journey. Mm-hmm. And and um, so I'm I'm playing with that thought because to me it it I mean while it, while it's a wonderful read and it talks about Atlantis and it talks about Toth and it talks about mm-hmm. the Egyptians and the halls of Amenti and you know on and on and on um, I I feel that there is a personal story for every individual in this and I'm trying to find a way of writing it or interpreting it or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it 
so that people understand that the journey that this is representing is the journey that their soul has been on since the beginning of time. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that the element of 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 awakening the spirit within is is accessible for every individual. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it's a journey, and if you're not willing to do the work, then um, th- then you don't this lifetime, and and, and that's okay. Right. Because, Definitely. You know, it's it, not everybody is is meant to be in that place. If if you want to be in this place, then then obviously it, it's something that you can work towards. But there are people who really don't care. <laughs> and, right. And I I think like in you and I and people like us that are in this field and have been, it is a drive. It consumes us, and and that is. That's where we want to be. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to be be that you know that way. I know people that um, that have come in just to do no spiritual work. They are very very spiritual, but they don't kind of know it. <laughs> and um, they are laying the foundation for people to come through them, their children, their grandchildren, their friends, um, they lay a kind of peaceful foundation. So it, uh, there are people that do all kinds of different work and it doesn't have to be where you're doing it 24 seven. It could be, you do a little at, you know, now and then. And Uh I know people who do spiritual work once a week and they're very, very connected and they're very happy. It's brought a lot of joy and happiness into their life. They've made changes within themselves and they do it once a week, you know, uh, meditation maybe even or connecting in. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be. I do, I, I do my own practice for me. Um, because I know what I kind of need. And, and that's what's the most important is to know what you need for your own spiritual practice, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, so. <clears throat> now, we're throwing this term around a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if I said religious or religion, everyone would know what I was talking about because everybody understands what religion is and what church mm-hmm. is or, or temple or mosque or whatever. And, and it, it's a philosophy and it's a way of life. But spirituality is different. Yeah. How yeah. would you How would you describe it? Uh, it's so open. <clears throat> I mean, it could be anything. Um, spirituality. I I believe it has definitely has a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that foundation is the law of one. That is pretty much the whole foundation. But it could be anything. I, uh, I've seen uh, Wiccan. Um, there's, I, I've just, I really, I can't define it. I mean, it's just so open. It is, to me, I, I just believe it, spirituality is a way of knowing. Um, to me, it's, it's really simple in effect that you are knowing the soul. It's a connection to the soul for me. But mm-hmm. to other people, it might not be that. It might be in a whole different way. So 
it's it's so uh what what would you say um to me spirituality is a philosophy and a way of life it is how i live my life mm-hmm. that 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 determines my spiritual pathway and you know you don't have to be you don't have to go to classes. You don't have to read books. You don't, it's, it's how you live your life. And I think it comes down to the love one. It comes down to, um, to love. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's how you express love within your life. And, you know, it has to be, it, it, for me needs to be unconditional. It, it has to be, yes. and that's, that's hard. Let me yeah. tell you, that's hard. <laughs> it is hard and it's hard love is it's, not easy <laughs> and not to judge that's that's hard too yeah. i mean because we're so um oh look at that person oh look at this oh blah, 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 blah. and and to be respectful that's all the law of one you know to be respectful and to love other people and accept them as you love and accept yourself yeah so it's it's very um, difficult, but I know that um, the changes that I felt within myself when I started practicing it and bringing it into my life absolutely transformed me. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring this up too. Um, there are people who um, I've read for sex workers. I've read for strippers. I've read for people who were drug addicts and and they they wanted to be they wanted to be accepted and not judged for who they what they're doing or who they are and I always tell them I have no judgment about what you do at all I I could care less what I care about is your connecting with your soul, who you are, mm-hmm. who you really are, what you you know, but they get so wrapped up in, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. And I said, nah, that's just a small part of who you are. Mm-hmm. That's not who you really are. And they really get shunned for that. And so I extend myself to people that, that are like that I know are feeling that they are being shunned or judged and that's important to me to give them hope now the just because somebody is a sex worker or a stripper um it they're they're very spiritual too they can be very it doesn't mean that you have to be a goody two shoes <laughs> we're talking about love anybody can love you know so um i try to reach out um to a lot of um i don't know what you call that um they're on the fringe of society where things aren't that acceptable and they're searching and they they're looking for a way to to grow and a lot of people shun them because of what they're doing and mm-hmm. I think that's so wrong oh, but yeah. um, even in that 
they they're very they could be very spiritual so what i'm saying is is we're all have the ability to be and to live the philosophy if we want to like you were saying the philosophy of spirituality yeah i i know um i served in the pulpit for um of a spiritualist church for five years and during one of the um services i thought it would be fun to offer everybody a spiritual baptism and i did it with roses and everybody came up like they would have for communion a lot of it had to be a lot of you know relapsed catholics because they knew how to come up you know for communion <laughs> and and one one guy finally was standing in front of me and he said i'm an atheist and i said i don't care and he said well i don't you know my beliefs are different and i said do you know what love is? And he said, well, of course. I said, then as far as I'm concerned, you've got it all. And, you know, I went ahead and I gave him his message and his rose. And I, you know, said that, 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 uh, you know, so long as he, he loved and expressed love that, that, uh, the universe didn't care what he called himself, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, I think that's beautiful. Um, I, I just think that's amazing because I know there was a time when I thought, I thought that I was bad and I was being punished and I was no good. Oh, how could I ever talk to Jesus or God or anything like that when, when I'm bad, you know, I'm so bad. And it's like, no, you're not. What makes you think that? But it took, it takes a long time to get there. And sometimes when people um, are doing or believing in something and, part of them does think it's bad um uh, you know i'm 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 doing something bad i'm like no just express love and you're fine no love be love and you're fine i said it, it's that just breaks my heart when i see mm-hmm. some people suffering that way and that is suffering too because they have a belief that they're bad so yeah that it's interesting how it can really change people just by reaching out and saying exactly what you said to that man and i bet you he never forgot that no uh, you know it was it was such and it was an amazing experience to to serve in the pulpit i was i was one of i think four or five rotating ministers so it wasn't every sunday but but um i think that that it, it gave me such an amazing experience the very first it, it's the it was the church that I had studied in for seven years so it's where I got my beginning and um it was it was a profound experience because you know sometimes you look at ministers and you listen to to sermons and stuff and you think any idiot can do that and um apparently no not every idiot can and um <laughs> I realized I had to have something to say. So the very first time I, 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 I you know, did a service, I, I loaded it all up with all sorts of, I studied and I got, I, I, I mean, I was impressed with the amount of work I had done. I managed to put almost the entire congregation to sleep, including the organist, and I may have nodded off too. It was <laughs> awful. And I forgot to take the collection. And so I figured, well, they're never having me back. And when they did invite me back, um, I, I, when I stood up there, I said, I promise you it will not be like last time. I said, I've decided that, that to, to study and give you stuff that you'll never use is foolish. I'm not yeah. going to 
do a sermon, but I will share with you um, some of the many mistakes that I have made along the way and what I learned from them so that you can not repeat my mistakes, but but rather make your own. And I found that, that um, I have a flair for comedy and that I knew that if I could get them laughing, they would remember the message. Yes, yeah. And laughter is wonderful. It, it changed. I still forgot to take collections, but because um, <laughs> to me it should be free. So, um, but, but it, was, it was an amazing experience because I got to, to do a lot of really unique things from the pulpit and, and uh, never thought, never in, in a billion years did I think that I would ever serve in the pulpit. And, right. But uh, it's fun. <laughs> and you learned a lot. That's the funny thing. You know, and there is this time, too, like when you first, like I remember years ago when I really started getting it. And I was like, oh, wow, I got to tell everybody. <laughs> and I would go around. I was like a messiah, you know. And I'm like. And I didn't realize what I was doing, uh, but it's called the Messiah Complex, I guess. <laughs> I was really just feeding my ego. I, I don't know what I was doing, but I I did realize that um, I, I needed to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really wanted to hear that all the time. And so, um, and I got a very quiet peace that came over me and and settled me, and I and I didn't feel like I had to do that anymore. Um, I think that it's part of like a process of growing. You know, you 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 end up. It, it's like I'm learning this, and it's like I'm bringing it into reality. But you're driving everybody insane or asleep or whatever, so you have to back off a little bit and stay inside yourself, you know, and then let it come out gradually. Not like I, I, don't, I don't know. I have a collapsible soapbox I stand on every now and then, but <laughs> but I realize I'm doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'll be like, yeah, here we go, get ready. But yes. That that's interesting. Um, a part of it that I notice a lot of people go through because they're like, oh, and and I see them doing it, and I went through it, and I'm seeing them do it, you know. But I don't really say anything. Um, I just let them feel it, and then all of a sudden they'll go, oh my gosh, and they realize what they're doing uh, that they're driving everybody crazy around them, and that everybody comes to it in their own way at their own time, and it's. It's all personal. It's so personal. It's it's uh, true, and and you know it's it's. I I would rather stand in front of a group of people and say I I am as flawed as anybody here, and and I'll match you for the garbage you've been through. But but, um, here's what I've learned from all of that crap, and I I, I my favorite I think one of my favorite Sundays was I handed out um, pink quartz hearts to everybody. And, and when everybody had them, I said, I want you to hold it in your hand as tight as you can. I want your knuckles to get white. And I, I said, you, you clutch that as long as I'm talking. You keep holding that and you keep and I, I don't care if your hand gets, you know, sore or whatever. You just keep clutching it and holding it as tight as you possibly can. And I finally said to them, now open your hand and just relax it. 
and and I said, and feel how the heart warms to the warmth of your body. He said, that's love. And if you grip it, if you hold it, if you grasp it and don't give it a chance to warm you, it will it will be painful and you will have to let it go. But if yeah. you cradle it and give it freedom, it will warm you and it will rest within your hand forever. And now that that was like 20, 25 years ago. And people still come up to me today and they will, you know, every now and then, and it's the men that give me the biggest kick. And and I had a man come up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, you won't remember me. And I said, um, you, you've you got the advantage here. And he reached into his pocket and he, had, he, he pulled out this quartz heart. And I said, well, I know where you were one Sunday for sure. And he said, I have never let it out of my sight. He said, you changed my life with this. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, every yeah, we don't often get those kind of confirmations, but but it was it was so cool to see them all realize that that in some place in their life they had clutched to hold on to something that would have stayed with them had they not been so needy and graspy. Right, yeah. Anytime I get needy and graspy, I know that uh, something's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I better look at this a little bit more. Why am I feeling this way? And and you can that's that's true with a lot of situations. Um, if you're feeling that, what's going on? And look at that. Um, because it, even like on social media, and people get so upset and and uh, with each other. But the truth of the matter is is that everybody is at a different place and they have an opinion mm-hmm. and that is their opinion. And I respect it. I will listen to it. And then I just back away. I don't, I am not going to try to convince anybody or change anything. Um, and, but there used, there was a time when I would try. And um, so er, we, everybody will change at their own time and, you have to be patient and loving with people and accepting of them. There yeah, are, I, I, I try every now and then to just say, well, that's, that's interesting, but have you ever thought of this? Right, this, this way, yeah. And then that's, I let it go. That's true, too, yeah. I remember I met this man one time, and he was going on and on uh, about how dark he was, how... Uh, oh, I'm so full of darkness. I'm so full. Of, and I was looking at him and, and it was perfectly fine. He had pointed little fingernails and he had vampire teeth and he was all gothed out. And um, that was, I, I didn't even think anything of it. And then, but the, he kept saying how dark, I'm evil, I'm this, I'm that. And he was like trying to scare people. And I was looking at him, I'm like, and I was like, you, it's so fun. I, I just couldn't help it. And I went up to him and I said, you know, I said, I find this so interesting that you're saying you're so dark and you're so evil, but your spiritual body is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I said, you're full of so much light. I said, I, it, and it's just gorgeous. And the people are looking at me like I was crazy. But he was, he was full of light. So it was his own perception of who he wanted. It was really all ego. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just wanted that persona and I just cracked me up, you know, and, uh, and then he, he, I saw a sparkle in his eye where he was like the gigs up. She's got it. You know? yeah. Just, yeah. And, and 
there's a lot of people like that. You know, it's all, it's not real. They're just creating it because they, they kind of feel safe there. I don't know if, if that specifically was with him, but I was like, you may think you look dark, but you really don't. You have a beautiful light. So, wow. Well, the ego is, is really something that we all wrestle with on one level or another um, yeah. from time to time. And, uh, you know, it, you would think that somebody in the spiritual field wouldn't have a big ego, but, but, but we do. It's it pops just, its ugly head up, yes, every sure. now and then. <laughs> I mean, it's it's part of our personality, and 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 you know, you live with it, you work with it, but but every now and then, you know, I can feel the ego bristling, and it's like, nah, not today. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> you know, sometimes that'll happen. Like if uh, my ego pops up, and and I'll, because sometimes it's just almost like a first response, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, where? Why am I feeling that way? And it always takes me back to, oh, I'm feeling less about myself. So whoever, whomever I'm feeling that way towards, if it, it happens to be a person that kind of initiated it, I, you know, that stirred it up, they really didn't do anything. Then I will go to them and I will make, I will extend myself to them, and that will be where I'll, I'll give them a compliment or something or something like that because I'll there was something in them that they stirred my ego in some way and so to respond negative would be isn't going to happen mm-hmm. so and so I'm going to turn this into a positive by saying something nice and then yeah. then I have an understanding I find I get I get that way um especially when somebody wants to test me you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, aren't you supposed to know? And and it's like you know, and, and somebody will sit down and say, "Well, I'm a cynic. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in this stuff." And it's like, I, I'm fine with that. Go for it. Um, but but if somebody is challenging me to prove that I am what I say I am or what I believe I am, I you know, I basically will say, you know, I don't do tests anymore. I feel very comfortable where I am. And, and if you don't believe me, that's your right. And, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to argue with you. And yeah. uh, it is, you know, well, well, just tell me one thing and, and, and that'll, that'll convince me. And, and it's like, no, I don't do tests. I just don't do it. If if you want to, you know, you, I think you're very comfortable where you are and, and to, convince you otherwise if I did and I can um that was the ego too um (laughs) (laughs) you're human you know it's it's like I used to rise to those occasions and and try to you know dazzle somebody and and there's no point to that no no I, I if I think that's happening that yeah I don't like that at all I won't even participate um, it used to be that I, I felt like I had to, but not anymore. Now I, I'm just so done with it. Mm-hmm. And um, even uh, I've been called like this producer is practically haunting me. <laughs> and he, the first time he called me and he said, he goes, okay, he goes, give me a reading. And I, I wanted to hang up on him so bad. I just wanted to hang up, but I didn't. And I, I satisfied him and gave him what he wanted and sent him on his way. That was it. Uh, but I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah. 
Renee, thank you so much. We're, we're out of time, but we could go oh. on for another couple of hours, I think. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Barbara. Thank My you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Great night. Bye. Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical. UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com.